there is nothing worse than potential unrealized. We all have things that hold us back. What if we could find a way to get us unstuck? I'm Michelle Weeby, and I am gonna walk alongside you as you make the decision to get unstuck. Tune in as I help you realize that you are not alone, inspire hope, and offer practical solutions to help you step boldly into the life that you are meant to live. Hey everyone, welcome to episode five of the Unstuck Podcast, where I, Lachelle Weemey, walk alongside of you to help you get unstuck and to walk boldly into the life that you're meant to live. So last week we talked about limiting beliefs and whether or not your beliefs in yourself, your subconscious blueprint is keeping you safe and your fear of failure from those belief systems are keeping you from stepping boldly into life that you're meant to live. And we talked about whether or not we actually believe that we are capable of doing amazing things to actually live out what we feel like we're being called to do. But instead, our belief systems are keeping us in our comfort zone and keeping us trapped and unable to actually step boldly into that life that we are being called to do. As promised, today I'm going to share my seven tips on things that I have done to rewrite that subconscious belief system and to train it into thinking and knowing that I'm actually capable of fulfilling what it is that I feel like I'm being called to do. Now, when I started my business a couple of years ago, I did not know what the heck I was doing. In fact, my business has nothing to do with what I went to school forever for. I mean, I'm really good about putting people to sleep for anesthesia and waking them back up and making them feel safe. And I'm pretty good about telling other people about how to use literature and give a great anesthetic. But what I was doing with my new business was nothing I had ever, ever done before. And I had no idea what I was doing. And I certainly did not have an overwhelming belief in myself that I could do amazing things with what I was now embarking upon. But one of the most important things that I did at first was I exposed myself with several training calls per week from other business partners in my company. You see, I listened to their stories and I heard them go through the same struggles I was going through. And it helped me anticipate struggles that I had not yet even faced. As I listened, though, I heard stories about how their lives were being changed, and I listened to their successes despite adversity, and I noticed there was nothing other than not giving up that linked all of these people. You guys, what I noticed about the people that were doing these trainings is that they were made up of a variety of backgrounds. They were young and old. They were men and women. They were thin. They were not. They were experienced in our industry. They were like me and had no previous background. They were educated. They were uneducated. It didn't matter. But the thing that stood out to me in all of them is that they didn't give up. But other than that, they were regular people like me. And I knew that by listening to them that they were just regular people. And I learned by listening to them with regular and deliberate exposure to their stories, I was able to see that if they could do it, so could I. Even though I had not yet seen the successes, nor did I have any of the skills or all of the skills, I knew that it was possible, even for me. So before my own belief was built, I used theirs as a substitute. So that was my first tip is expose yourself to the people around you that are doing what it is that you want to do. And look for ways that you have things in common with them. Or maybe even just do what I did and realize that there's nothing that special about them other than the fact that they chose to try and they chose not to give up. And if that's something that you can choose as well, then why couldn't you be successful? 
Now I want you to take a moment and I want you to make a list of the five people that you spend the most time with. The second tip is to choose your tribe wisely. People, you guys, people will spread their limiting beliefs like a virus. And if you are constantly spending time with people who are holding you back or they are holding themselves back, that is exactly what you're going to get. Find the people that inspire you, that push you into your new potential, that believe in you. We are the product of the five people we spend the most time with. Look at your list. What is it telling you? Deliberately make a choice to spend time with people that you admire, that are where you want to be, that push you to be a better version of yourself, that believe in you, that don't make fun of you for going after your beliefs. Those are the people that are going to help you make the most of your life. Why should you be pulled down by the people around you that don't have enough courage to believe in themselves? Because they certainly are not going to believe in you. Now, here's a little bit of an aside, is that when you start to surround yourself with people that are amazing, that have what you yet don't have, you might get sucked into something we call comparison, right? We start to look at other people and we start to see what they have and who they are and we start to get that negative self-talk going on again and we start to compare ourselves. But remember that comparison is the thief of joy. So stop yourself. Don't be jealous of people in their winning season because you don't know what they have lost in their losing one. Don't compare yourself. Again, I think that so often, especially with social media, we look at everybody else's highlight reel, right? And we compare their highlight reel with what's going on in our lives. That's not always a highlight. We compare everybody else's front door, beautifully manicured lawns, to our icky back door, fingerprints on the glass and all, right? That's not fair to us when we compare ourselves to that. And we compare ourselves to what people have accomplished after years of deliberate action, and maybe we're just getting started. Rather than giving yourself the victim mindset and thinking of yourself as being not as good as or less than or a victim of the circumstances, try to give yourself the prosperity mindset and say to yourself, and for me too, if they can do it, so can I. And for me too. Don't let the comparison be your thief of your joy. Now, tip number three is that you have to start putting words into your subconscious that you can replace the lies that you've been playing on repeat up until now. You get more of what you concentrate on. You need to start making them so ingrained that when your subconscious is taking over and is looking to put the blueprints to use, that your new words are what it finds. Find a list of positive truths about yourself as you have been. Like what are some things that you have proven to yourself in a positive light? What things have you accomplished? What things have you noticed about yourself in the past that you're good at? Start to think about what truths that are currently in existence. Who are you now? What are you that you're proud of? And start thinking about things that you will be so that you can start replacing this dialogue into your subconscious. And that is what it's going to find when it needs to start running that autopilot blueprint. Now, I have a list that I've been saying to myself every single morning for five minutes straight. And I got to tell you guys, that was painful when I started. So about a year and a half ago or so, I started the Miracle Morning um, based on the book by Hal Elrod. And part of that Miracle Morning routine is five minutes straight of affirmations. And when I started, it was brutal because it was so hard for me to talk about myself positively for five minutes straight. But now it has become so ingrained into my routine 
that it is exactly what I go to anytime I find myself being discouraged or scared or rejected, and I easily retrieve them as my own truths. A couple of things also that I've learned is that you can use, in addition to just finding your new words for affirmations, is you can actually start to say them out loud. When we hear things and when we say things out loud, it actually causes a different transaction to occur in the brain to help solidify these new truths. So every morning I actually say my positive affirmations out loud. The other thing that you can do is to start to speak truth into your own eyes in the mirror. Look at yourself, say these out loud, start to believe them by looking at yourself in the eye. And I will promise you that it is probably going to be really, really awkward at first. And it's okay if you want to find a bathroom in a remote part of your house so that nobody in your family can make fun of you at first. But I promise that it's going to be worth your time. Another thing that I've read about positive affirmations is if you can say them out loud and you say them with emotion so that you can attach an actual emotion to the words, that is going to solidify that into your subconscious even more. Because anytime we have an emotional response, it helps to create a memory in our brain. And so every morning when I'm saying my positive affirmations, I say them out loud and I say them with a smile and I say them with enthusiasm and I let myself feel the excitement of what it feels like to be that person. And I relish in the good feelings, the joyful feelings, the excited feelings, the accepted feelings of knowing these truths. I am enough. I am free. I am already whole through God, so the responses of others do not add to or subtract from my wholeness. I belong here. My purpose is being fulfilled. I am letting my light shine. I am just getting started. I can do anything he leads me to do. I am confident. I'm a leader. I'm a legacy leader. I model what needs to be done. I have all the time, courage, and resource to do everything I'm meant to do today. I'm intentional with my time. He is with me always. I am that girl. Someone out there needs me today. It's not about me. I have people to save. I can talk to anyone about my business with enthusiasm and confidence. I am masterful at the skill of selling. Money falls freely and abundantly to me. I am an awesome mother and an exceptional wife. I am loved. I am worthy. Progress over perfection. I am stunning. I am a best-selling author. What I say is imperative. People are drawn to me and excited to hear what I have to say. I'm fun, playful, and carefree. I'm a super attractor. I've got this. That's my list of positive affirmations. You might be giggling or you might not, but it doesn't matter because those are the things that I want to be. They're things that I have to remind myself that I already am. And they have to be believable enough that you can feel that they are going to happen. But they have to be just enough of a stretch that you invoke an emotional response. Do I feel like I'm stunning? Nope. But do I want to feel like I'm stunning? Absolutely. And so Rachel Hollis had suggested that when you find your words, exaggerate them just a little bit. So rather than I'm a good mom, I'm an exceptional mom, or I'm an awesome mom. Rather than that I'm a good wife, I'm an exceptional wife. I'm not just beautiful, but I'm stunning. My words are important, yes, but how about my words are imperative? So finding really, really powerful words that you can just put that emotion into is going to also help to solidify. You have to start finding ways to replace 
the negative self-talk that has been going on repeat in your mind for years. Remember, 85% of our thoughts are on repeat and 90% of those thoughts are negative in nature. And so what I have found is that every single time I am in that discouraged state of mind or I'm scared, instead of finding those self-limiting words that have been there forever, I'm actually starting to find these words come into my conscious thought as soon as I call on them. And so find the words that need to replace your limiting beliefs in your subconscious so that is exactly what you find when you need them. You definitely will get more of what you concentrate on. And if you want the list of my personal words of affirmation, check out lachellewemi.com and you can find them in the resources section. Now, there are going to be times when you have limiting beliefs that are harder to get a handle on, and maybe they've been so ingrained in you for so long that that is who you identify with as a person. I'm going to share with you a vulnerable story that I haven't told anybody, but I think that it's going to help you understand, and you might have your own vulnerable story that this sparks, and so bear with me as I share my spirit and share my, my truths and share my vulnerability with you. So when I was in sixth grade, I had a best friend and we did a lot of things together and it was her birthday and she invited me over to her house on her birthday for a sleepover. And it happened to be in the middle of the week. I didn't think anything of it until I found out later on that she actually had a birthday party that following weekend. And the reason that she invited me to her house on her actual birthday during the week was because the better kids, the cooler kids in class didn't want me at the birthday party. And I found that out years later. Now, it gets worse. So what happened was during the birthday party that I purposely wasn't invited to, the girls got on the landline. So I'm going to date myself totally, but the different girls that were at the party got on a different landline throughout the house. And my best friend proceeded to call me with the other girls on the line and ask me what I thought about certain people in my class in an attempt to try to get me to talk badly about these other girls. Now, thankfully, I didn't bite and I never did engage in that activity, but I found out years later that that's what they were trying to do. And you guys, it hurt. It hurt really bad. And you can tell that even though it's been many, many, many years later, it's still something that I think about. And I feel that that has been an instrumental experience for me as far as why I feel like I'm not good enough. That built the belief in me that I cannot be myself, that I cannot be accepted by being me. It built the belief in me that I have to be someone else in order to fit in. It built the belief in me that I wasn't good enough. Now, these women actually ended up being in my wedding, so life is all good now, but It was a very, very instrumental experience for me, and it shaped who I thought I was for many, many years. So our tip number four is that sometimes we actually have to look for evidence contrary to our limiting beliefs. We might have experiences so ingrained in our subconscious that that becomes the very true belief of who we think we are. And sometimes those very, very powerful memories and those very power beliefs are so ingrained that we have to go a little bit further and take it another step in order to help limit ourselves of that. So we have to start to think about evidence that is contrary to those limiting beliefs. So if I were to take out a piece of paper, I could draw a line down the middle. 
And I'm going to encourage you to do this as well for those limiting beliefs that are really, really powerful and have a strong hold on you. So down that piece of paper, on the left-hand side of that paper, I could write the limiting beliefs that I have taken from this experience, such as, I don't belong, that I'm not good enough, that in order for me to be accepted, I have to be someone other than me. That is the belief system that I have captured from that experience. And so now on the other side of that vertical line, on the right side of that line, I have to start to look for evidence in my life that disputes that as truth. What are some things in my life that can tell me that that is no longer who I am? I could write down that I have some really, really amazing friends who let me be my quirky, ambitious, nerdy self and they still love me for it. I could write that I'm happily married to a man who knows me inside and out and still chooses to be with me. I could write that people ask me for my opinion and it's my true opinion. There's many, many things that I would have to do to look for evidence that's contrary to that limiting belief that I had built up over years from that experience and look for evidence that tells me otherwise. Look for evidence that tells me that I am good enough, that I don't have to be someone else to be accepted by others, that I do belong. And refer to that whenever I get myself sucked into those limiting beliefs that have had a hold on me for way, way, way too long. That might be a difficult exercise, but I think it's really, really helpful if you can identify the source of where those limiting beliefs come from and actually articulate your limiting beliefs and really, really look for the evidence that you have to dispute it. Now, going back to this exercise, as well as the words of affirmation, if you're having a really, really hard time finding things to dispute it, or if you're having a hard time finding words that are descriptive of you now in a positive light, what I want you to do is ask for people that are in your tribe to help you. So going back to the find your tribe, surround yourself with the people that believe in you, I want you to ask your favorite people in your life to describe who they see you are. Have them help you see who you are through their eyes so that you can start to believe it yourself. My fifth tip is to settle in on a new identity. Make each decision and live your life as if you are the person who has achieved whatever it is that you have set out to do. If you think of someone who has already achieved your goals, ask yourself, what would that person do in this situation? Influence your decisions to live the life you want now by directing your habits now. So here's an example. Not too long back, I got in really, really late in the evening from my trip to Nashville following my company's annual convention. And I was exhausted physically, mentally, emotionally, and literally getting up the next day to attend my weekly networking meeting was not sounding too appealing, right? Then I literally had to ask myself, what would a legacy leader do? Would a legacy leader get up and go to the networking meeting to be consistent and work towards building her business? The answer is common sense. Yep, she would. So I set my alarm and I went for my meeting. We have to evaluate our habits and ask ourselves if the action supports our future self. It's the most effective way to change your habits is to focus not on what you want to achieve, but who you wish to become. I got that from Atomic Habits. So you have to think about who it is that you want to be and let that person drive your habits. And when we have strong habits established, 
we don't have to rely as much on getting motivated to do something. And so think about the person that you want to be and let that person guide your small decisions, turn those small decisions into habits and show up every day as if you already are the person that you're trying to become. Okay, my sixth tip is to live in gratitude. Now, listen up. This does not mean to have gratitude, but rather a state of being in which you put yourself and your energy into the same plane as our creator. So for me, this is God. So here's the deal. Each morning, I visualize my life when it's at its ideal. I literally visualize and feel what it means to be living in my life. I visualize and feel what it feels like to be madly in love with my husband and to have a strong relationship with my kids. And I thank God for it. I feel what it is like to belong to a tribe of friends who love me and appreciate me for who I am. And I thank God for it. I literally visualize the thousands of lives I'm changing because of my business. I see them and their families living beyond anything they could have imagined because I helped them grow into their potential, work hard, serve others, and trust God. And I thank him for sending them all to me. I feel what it's like to be in my home and knowing that it's paid off. And for me to have my books on the bestsellers list and to have traveled the world with my family. And I thank him for these experiences. I already thank God for what he has done because I know that he is the one who's put these desires in my heart. And that he has this or something better planned for me. So it's all about the feeling. And it's not just about listing what I'm thankful for. But it's literally putting myself in the space in which Everything that I have a desire for has already happened. And I feel the gratitude of what it is to know that these things are already here. And part of my miracle morning actually has me visualizing this. So I literally close my eyes and I visualize myself on stage and I visualize myself mentoring all of these amazing men and women who are our business partners in my business. And I visualize what it's like to see them walking across the stage and accepting awards and seeing their lives changed. And I visualize what it's like to be an amazing relationship with my spouse and my kids. And I literally feel the feelings of what it's like to have that life. And again, it goes back to when we have an emotional connection to a thought, that's how that thought gets solidified in our mind. So when we can change those words and replace that dialogue with positive affirmation and connect an emotion to it, when we can be visualizing what it's like to have already accepted and be the person we want to be. And we start visualizing what it's like to have our life the way we want it to be and actually be in gratitude and thanking God or whoever your creator is for it already happening. And I thank him because I know with certainty that because he put that desire on my heart that he plans for it to materialize and I'm thankful already for it. It is a totally different experience than me just listing what I'm grateful for. And I challenge you to try it. Never underestimate the power of belief when it comes to fulfilling your dreams. I'm reading this quote right now and it says, I can say with no hesitation that every person I've ever met who has achieved any degree of success has one thing in common. They believed with all their heart that they could do it. Now, my family and I made a vision board that we made together. And I think that it's important that we together share our dreams share our belief, let the people around us believe in us so that we can start to change that inner dialogue that tells us that we're not capable. 
my last tip actually has a culmination of all kinds of sensations in order for you to solidify this. I actually have you say it, you hear it, and you feel it with your fingers. So what you do is you take your fingers and you take your thumb and your pointer finger and you say out loud to yourself while you're pressing your pointer finger and your thumb together, I can, and you finish it with, I can do, I can achieve, I can have whatever it is that you desire. I can be a legacy achiever. And I put my two fingers together. The next thing I do is I take my thumb and my middle finger and I say, I will do what it takes to make that happen for me and my family. So to recap, I can. The last thing is you press together your thumb and your ring fingers and you say, I am enough. And you finish it off with a fist saying yes. So to recap, I can, I will, I am enough, yes. And all of those things are going to solidify the fact that you now believe that you can. Because remember, friends, that when we believe we can, that's going to give us a perseverance to keep trying. That perseverance to keep trying is going to give us increased skill. The increased skill is what's going to lead to increased opportunities. And those increased opportunities are what's going to lead to success, which is going to build more belief, which is going to lead to more perseverance, more increased skill, increased opportunities, and more success. But you have to have the belief. Belief is a product of the mind. Faith is a product of the spirit. I really hope that by listening to this, that you have a newfound hope, a new instilled hope that you are capable of living out your ideal life. But in the meantime, my friends, when you don't have that belief built into yourself yet, use my belief in each and every one of you as a guiding light every single day towards the life that you are meant to live and lean on faith for the rest. Together by building the belief in yourself and changing that inner dialogue, you can get unstuck and walk boldly into the life that you're meant to live. Okay, for this week's question to ponder, I want you to think about the words that you have been having playing in your mind up until now. And if you are somebody that has been resorting to those negative self-talk dialogues inside your brain on a regular basis, I want you to commit yourself this week to coming up with new words, a new script, finding really powerful words of affirmation. And if you can't come up with them yourself, I want you to take this opportunity to reach out to people that believe in you and get their perspective, get their words and start to make the list of new positive words of affirmation to start playing in your brain instead. Head over to lachellewemy.com for my full list of the seven tips to help you start building belief in yourself. Now, don't forget to hit subscribe so that you don't miss any of this awesomeness. And I will see you here next week as we discover ways to get ourselves unstuck and walk together in order for all of us to step boldly into the life that we are meant to live. Now enjoy our imperfect outtakes. Bye. So, rather than give yourself the victory, rather than, um, you know, exp-